a podcast about the overlooked, forgotten, and underground tales of San Francisco. This is Sorted SF. Hello, and welcome back to another week of Sorted SF. I think this is episode six, so we're just really cooking through them. I don't think I've ever been this consistent, um, which is pretty cool, and I'm proud of myself. So today, in the same vein as our friend Gloria Sykes from last week, this week we're talking about a 52-year-old streetcar operator named Francis Van V, also known as the Ding Dong Daddy of the D-Line. And the car barn Casanova. And everyone, you know, has an origin story. And Francis's does not disappoint. He was born in 1886 and married to his first wife, Elizabeth Kexel, in 1905 in Wisconsin. He had one daughter, Maple Josephine, with Krexel and was told in 1912 that he could not have any more children. He encouraged all his next wives to adopt. And when I say next wives, just wait. His second marriage was to Clara Heiss. In 1913, in 1915, she had him arrested in Chicago for non-support of his son. Like she had adopted a son. Um, They quote, they had adopted a son. And then um, Francis was like, I'm out. And so she had him arrested for not paying child support. Yada, yada. And then she found out that he had never divorced his first wife, Elizabeth. So the two girls got together and had him arrested for bigamy. That year, Van V was also arrested in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the, where that Kyle kid's from, um, because he had told the courts when he was arrested for bigamy that he had straight up forgotten about his first wife and child. But then the court found out that he had told another one of his kids that a chiropractor had cur- cured his amnesia. So he was like caught in a lie. And it's very convoluted to begin with because like, why are you claiming amnesia, but also that you're cured? I don't know. It's silly. He stated, she was going to get a divorce, and I assumed she had. After all this fun, he served in the army from 1917 to 1918, when he received a medical discharge, which actually does make sense because of his weird memory loss. Like, even the lies of that aside, he had been a long-life sufferer of really brutal headaches that warped his like mind a bit. So the history is murky, but in 1922, he's 36 and married to his fifth wife, Mabel, another Mabel. Actually, well, his daughter's named Mabel, and then he marries another Mabel. So hate that. Mabel and him had been working for the Ringling Brothers, like the fucking circus. Together, Mabel and Francis had a mind-reading act, and Francis would sometimes work as a lion tamer, once spending the night in the lion's cage. They slept peacefully together. It was fine. Uh, The lioness's name was Old Mary. So he survived that, and people, he, like, had a bit of notoriety for that. He and Mabel came to California in 1932 and settled down. And in 1942, Van V was one of the many hired to take the place of younger drivers who had been drafted into World War II. So there were actually two roles on the streetcars of the time. There was the motorman who operated at the front but was barred from speaking to passengers because he had to focus on driving. And then the role of Francis, 
uh, he was stationed on the rear platform. If you can picture it, this rear platform is open and exposed. I think it's also where the bell is. So whoever is stationed here gets to chat with all the folks who come aboard. And this is where he met the girls. Between the start of his time manning the rear of the 22 streetcar, like the 22 Fillmore, and 1945, he had, he had married five other women, but neglected to divorce any of them. After meeting and then marrying Sadie Levin, the first of these wives, Upon learning that she was pregnant in March, he bailed, showed back up to meet her in May, uh, and at that time he was wearing an army uniform, claimed to have been busy in Hawaii investigating the attack on Pearl Harbor, said he was sterile, and then accused her of having an affair. After that, he married Juliana, someone named Myrtle, and then three other women. When the newest wife, Evelyn, brought divorce charges against him in January of 1945, the other four wives learned of his, quote, activities, and they went to Pat Brown, the San Francisco DA. Francis was charged again with bigamy, and just before the police reached him, he abandoned his streetcar and fled to Southern California. When the story broke, additional wives started appearing all over the country. Police learned that Francis's matrimonial career began in 1904 when he was 18, and that he had been married at least 13 times. He was arrested in L.A. and brought back for trial. It's thought that in normal times, the story wouldn't have hit as hard, but SF Chronicle columnist Stan Delaplane is the one who came up with the name Ding Dong Daddy of the D-Car Line, which is a phrase taken from the popular Louis Armstrong song, I'm a Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas. Incidentally, this journalist, huge in SF, he was like a travel writer, Stan Delaplane is responsible for popularizing Irish coffee in the whole of the U.S. He, as a travel writer, was hanging out in Ireland. He came, to San, came home to San Francisco and convinced the owner of the, what is it, Buena Vista Cafe. He was like, hey, I know this drink. Let's see if it works. And I guess they spent like a lot of time perfecting the American Irish coffee. And obviously, Buena Vista Cafe is still around and known for their Irish coffee. And that is all freaking SF Chronicleist Stan. Um, but so Stan kind of, you know, that alliteration fucking reads nice on a newspaper line. Um, World War II was also coming to a close and only now were folks learning about how absolutely fucked up shit was like in Europe. And it's wild to think about how we barely know what's going on across the world now, even with social media. Like we see videos of bombs and violence and starvation but I can't imagine how isolated the American people were from what was actually going on like back then. No wonder propaganda was so powerful, right? Uh, but this story was like a silly little tale that helped distract folks that like distract folks from the fact that most of their loved ones had been killed in war or come home mentally and physically maimed. On a lighter note, I don't think I've mentioned anything about Francis's looks yet, so we can go into that. So I'd like you to close your eyes. And picture who you think this Francis guy is. And if you're thinking of a short, fat, bald man, you'd be right. When asked how he got all the girls, he said, quote, Women want to be told they're loved more than anything. I know how to make a woman feel as if she's the only woman in the world, and I'm the only man. In true SF fashion, that is, being absurd, criminal defense attorney uh, Jake Ehrlich, financier, Louis Lurie and hotelier Ben Swig established a defense fund for Francis. Francis's boss, the utilities manager, 
defended him saying, I can't find anything in the state charter against him having more than one wife. I believe the public cares more about getting streetcar service than whether a man has one or five wives. The evidence against Van V was overwhelming, obviously. And though on the outside his bigamy might have seemed innocent, Francis was a piece of shit. Within weeks after marriage, he often became abusive, he'd disappear for months at a time, and just lie and tell his wives that he was an undercover agent for the FBI. Frank's a card in the parlor, a gentleman on the streets, and a beast at home, said wife number seven. It took the jury 10 minutes to find him guilty, and Judge Herbert Kaufman sentenced Van V to 10 years in San Quentin. With good behavior, Francis was released in 1948 and got a job as a janitor. Within a year, he had married Mary Abba, his 16th wife. At some point, he also tried to defend himself by reason of insanity, but that jury also found him guilty. I don't really understand what case this was, but he was on trial again. Jury found him guilty. Three psychiatrists testified, and like their summary was concluded as he was slightly on the psychopathic side, but not insane. In 1952, Francis broke into show business, starring in My True Love Story at El Rey Burlesque Theater in Oakland, a production in which Francis and the girl dancers all wore conductor hats. Uh, one night, the production had a f- couple guest stars, which was pretty fun. Uh, these guest stars were two fucking cops from L.A., like undercover who appeared and arrested him for bigamy again because it turns out that Francis had married wives 15 and 16 in Southern California without divorcing number 14. He was able to avoid jail time because he was so fat and old and died at age 88 in 1973. And honestly, like, I'm not sure I have much an opinion on the topic. Like, the guy seems like he was ugly and sucked, but, like, I've dated guys who were ugly and sucked. But, you know, they all have a really great charm, so maybe Francis was just, like, a really charming guy. Who am I to judge? I don't really have an opinion. I mean, it sucks that all these women were hurt, obviously. Um, and it sucks that they were abused. Okay, maybe I do have an opinion. Yeah, fuck this guy. Uh, it, it's not the bigamy that bothers me. It's the, well, I guess it does bother me. Because they weren't told they were being divorced. Or told that they were being left. They were just left. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. I don't like this guy. But that's the ding dong daddy of the D line, which again, I think I mentioned is actually the 22, but it wasn't called the D line. But for alliteration purposes, you know, you got to stick with what sells. Um, and in this case, it's Irish coffees. So hit up Buena Vista. I think I'll do probably a story on Stan Delaplane because he is fascinating. And he would just hang out and write and drink in like all the bars in North Beach. And isn't that so idyllic? Don't we all want to be doing that? Makes me want to become a writer. Um, I guess I'll work on that. So yeah, just a quickie episode of Sorted SF. Um, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I love you. Mm-hmm.